605-360-5958. Welcome to Inspiring You for Success, your ultimate guide to unlocking your full potential. Get ready to embark on a journey of empowerment as we count down to the start of today's episode. And now, please join us in welcoming your hosts, Gabe Iltz and Jacob Lyons. These visionary minds are here to guide you towards achieving the success you deserve. Gabe Iltz, a seasoned expert in personal development, and Jacob Lyons, a dynamic co-host with a passion for self-discovery, are here to inspire, motivate, and empower you. Together, they'll explore the uncharted territory of unleashing potential, sharing actionable steps and game-changing insights. As we near the start of the episode, get ready to dive deep into the world of personal growth, self-belief, and the fascinating role of AI in unlocking your potential. 1098 so stay tuned dear listeners your journey to success begins in three two one now hello everyone and welcome to inspiring you for success i am jacob i'm gabe apparently <laughs> we're switching roles today anyway just kidding i am gabriel isles i'm jacob and this episode is embracing failure and learning from your setbacks you want to dive right in here? To yes, introduction? I do. Let me uh, go down to my first notes here. I going to say anything you wanted to say for the... Yeah, the you know what? Actually, uh, this episode, we're going to be discussing the importance of embracing failure as a stepping stone to success and extracting valuable lessons from the setbacks that will propel you forward to your road to success. Uh so let's get into things real quick here. So I went on Facebook. I'm a social media guru. Uh, so I went on Facebook and asked a couple questions on Facebook here. Uh, and I got quite a few responses back. And I want to discuss one or two of them real quick. Uh, so my first question was, why is the concept of embracing failure so crucial in personal and professional growth? And then the second question is, can you share a personal uh, example when you faced a significant setback and how you learned from it? So I had quite a few responses here. Um, I'm going to paraphrase one of these uh, just because it is really long, but it is a beautiful put uh, comment. Uh, so this is from Jennifer L. Uh, we're not going to include last names, uh, but... She was struggling with, uh, through her childhood, she was always, she always felt like even when she was wrong, she was told she was right. And uh, she, it made her feel like she wasn't really smart. Uh, going back to her going to the second question, um, this is where the post really got really long here. Uh, she talking about uh, breastfeeding for the first time, on uh, how difficult it is to latch on, uh, what it took to actually uh, learn. Uh, it took her a half hour of trying with a nurse in order to get the baby to latch on for the first time, uh, for her first one. Um, she basically said she learned a lot in parenting and parenting I I'm father of two I can say parenting there's a lot of setbacks that you learn from and that was a really well put example um nice. I will credit her um 
as best as I could, I paraphrased. Um, I don't really have it in my notes. I apologize, Jennifer, but I'm kind of paraphrasing everyone here. Uh, another one I had was uh, someone, I'm going to kind of read this one a little bit. Uh, this person, Alexa L., I uh, said, I hit a particularly low point in my life when it, or in 18 months ago, and I knew that I needed to go deeper with my healing and inner work. I already done a fair bit, but given how I was responding to life's current situations, I clearly needed to do more. So I decided to target my unresolved traumas. In doing so, I created a way to heal my hidden wounds rapidly. A few months later, I had people approaching me wanting to do it with them in quotations she put once they seen how I changed and now they want to be trained in my method and this goes back to how we talked about in the past if you're going through dark times now something great in the future is going to come absolutely and to me what it sounds like is her battle wasn't anything to do with the past traumas Mm. It was to do with her mindset and self-healing from those traumas. Right. And there's there's so many people who are dealing with um, failures and, and, and just a lot of bad mental situations. And that's, I mean, that's part of the reason that we're here doing this podcast. You know, it's, it's dealing with life's trials and ways that you can cope and get out of those things, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh m- Max B said, uh, failure equals learning. The best lesson you can learn are from your own case studies, he said, in quotations there. And my response was, you'll always be your hardest critic. Learn to use that criticism as learning opportunities. Hmm. And then this one really hit me. Uh, Quentin, just before something was about to go great, I look back on some point of abandoned projects and I know now that a little T- TLC might have taken it to the finish line. Commitment to keep learning growing is key. Every step back teaches me something. My When I heard this, it's an ad on Facebook. You see it quite a bit. Um, I, I There's quite a few iterations of it, but for whatever reason, I thought of this one in particular. Uh, basically, they're gold miners, right? They're stick figure gold miners for a game, you know? And they both have claws with ropes on them, and they both throw their claws with ropes down into this pit, and one's grabbing a bucket full of, or like a claw full of gold. The other one's grabbing one big nugget oh, yeah, of gold. That. Yes. And the guy's pulling up his, you know, bucket full or whatever it might be. And this other guy's struggling to pull his up, struggling to pull it up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, he gets his full bucket, hands him a piece like, hey, you know, I feel bad for you here. Right. If that other guy would have kept struggling for maybe it could have been five minutes more mm-hmm. and it could have clicked with him or something mm-hmm. or it could have been you know a month or so mm-hmm. you never know but if he would have kept to it he would have achieved something greater than the guy next to him he was comparing himself to you know that makes me think of something people who've been through a lot of trials they realize that there's a point in time where it stops being a trial 
and you get over it and, and you heal from it. Um, and so they have an advantage that people who haven't been through a lot of things don't have. Like yes. somebody who hasn't been through a lot of trials, they, they just see that this trial is, they're going through it and there's no end, there's no you know, light in sight. But somebody who's been through stuff like this, they realize it's going to end. You know, they realize that there's a purpose to it or even creating a purpose for it. I like that. I like that. And you're 100% right there. Uh, I want to thank you guys. Uh, the last uh, one uh, was from Erica G. Sorry. Uh, talking about the golden stuff, a little TLC. That was Erica G. I want to thank you, Erica, Max, and Alexa and Jennifer for giving us your guys' input. And uh, thank you for supporting us, guys. Let's That's continue it. on to segment two, which is a Q&A segment here. Um, yeah, let's hop up into this. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. So uh, to begin this uh, Q&A section, we're going to develop deeper into the topic of embracing failure and learning from it and how you can apply those lessons to the future. Uh, so Jacob, you want to start us off here? Yeah. What inspired you to explore the idea of embracing failure? Okay. So what made me realize that I should start embracing my failure as a learning curve versus just letting it stop me in my tracks uh, was I developed the mindset if someone else can do it, I know I can do it. Mm. And another, uh, not in my notes, but another one too, if it can be built, it can be fixed. Mm. Okay. And so uh, uh, mindset molds failure into success. Yes. A hundred percent there. I like that. Um, I want to ask you a question. Can you share an example from your own life where you turn failure into success? What valuable lessons you extracted from that? Yes. Um, so I think I might have brought up uh, this example before, but it was like my second semester in college and I bombed my first exam. Just Ooh. bombed it. I, I think I got a C. Um, oh. I, I knew that I had to adapt. I knew I had to change. And I think the first thing that I did was completely get my, rid of my distractions, you know, get rid of the phone, get rid of the, everything that you're um, you're procrast using to procrastinate, you know? You used to message me off and on. Hey, my phone's distracting me. I'm getting off this yes. app for a while. You yes. need me text me and mm -hmm. you still would. And, and the other thing I have to say, and this one will kind of hit people hard. Stop saying that you're giving a hundred percent when you're given 50. You're, you're, you, you say, Oh, you know, I'm really trying. No, you're not. You're scrolling on your phone. You're playing on your game. You know, you're, you're doing all these things. If you were giving it a hundred percent, you wouldn't be failing, you yep. know? Yep. Because and and giving it a hundred percent doesn't just mean that you're making a ton of progress with whatever goal that you have. It means that you are putting in the work and and mentally you're trying to the point where you know, oh, you know what, I'm building character while even while I'm not making a lot of progress. I like that. I yeah. like that. That's a really good lesson there. How do you maintain a positive mindset? when faced with setbacks and how does this impact your approach with achieving goals? Okay. I maintain a positive mindset by remaining calm during stressful activities or moments. Uh, as I said before, I know if someone else can do it, I can do it. And I use that approach. Uh, and that approach in itself is enough to keep me working through my failures or setbacks. Uh, for example, uh, I got right here a, uh, 20th edition, it's actually co-workers of mine, 20th edition Halo 
uh, controller that has some stick drift. I have to take this apart and replace the analog stick for them. Um, I've done this multiple times. I don't usually accept controllers for stick drift because I tore apart my wife's uh, <laughs> funny story. So I bought my wife for her birthday a Nintendo mm -hmm. Switch. We'll get back to the remote here. Mm -hmm. And uh, within a month later, she drops it on the floor mm -hmm. and stick drift on her nunchuck. No. I had to take that nunchuck apart to replace that analog uh, stick there. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, I was like, yep, nope. I do not want to accept as many of these as I can. Mm -hmm. And that is a setback that I'm willing to accept because that's like 50 bucks that I'm losing out every time someone calls me and says, hey, I have some stick drift. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm willing to accept that 50 bucks uh, setback or loss uh, just because I know how hard it is getting inside these devices, mm. especially smaller. Uh -huh. I tend to, sometimes I'll get shaky and stuff. Mm -hmm. And at that point I have to be able to put the device down, uh -huh. breathe a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. calm myself down and then I'll tackle it again. Right. So right. I don't like accepting them very much, but this is a coworker of mine. He's a really good friend of mine. You mm -hmm. know, he's really supportive of the business and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it for you. you there know? Is, I, I have to say really quick that there is evidence that every time that you remain calm and, calm and you don't get angry, that makes you more apt to do that the next time. So if I remain patient in a situation that otherwise I want to get really angry, the next time I'll be more patient and more patient and more patient. And that's how you build patience. It really it's, is. It's, and Everything it's, compounds. I seen a video earlier today. It was a very old black and white video. Mm -hmm. I see the guy pop up all the time. I don't know his name mm -hmm. and I feel bad. Um, but uh, he said something about what were we just talking about? Sorry. Compounding uh, um, things that compound. Yes. When you yep. Compounding. He said uh, exactly what we've been preaching, you know, the last mm -hmm. couple episodes. Whatever bad, that compounds. Whatever good, that compounds. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing more bad, it's just going to keep coming up. You got to focus on the goods. Where are we at here? We are on... Uh... There you go. I think you're right. Yeah. So, Jacob, what is the most significant uh, lesson you've learned from a failure, and how did you shape your approach to future goals? I love this question because I think that first you have to look for opportunities in absolutely everything. The negative, the good. If you can find a way to make it, give it a purpose, then you can overcome it. I and like you can't lose when you evaluate your options – you could you could have lost everything, but there's an opportunity to start over with the information that you already have, right? That's an opportunity. That reminds me, Facebook. You see it all the time, mm -hmm. especially you know wealthier people. Yeah. They'll say, "If I lost everything right now, I would build my empire all over again with the knowledge already." Now. Right, and they build it better. The, yes, that's the thing though too. On Facebook, you also see people that will have a penny and keep trading to maybe a paperclip 
mm-hmm. from that paper clip. Oh, I love those videos. Keep so fun. going. Yeah. And I watched a guy go from a paper clip all the way to a Tesla just by I think trading. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I've seen that and one. I don't know who it was. I can't on... remember his name either, but a friend of mine um, follows that person on YouTube. Yeah. I believe. And it was actually a really good video. Uh, and it just goes to show enough determination, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It compounds. Yeah. So um, evaluate your options. If you lost everything, it's an opportunity to start over and make it better. Make a plan an opportunity to come up with something better, obviously. Take action, which is an opportunity to use everything that you know from your past failures to build, to create something better and remain positive, even in the face of discomfort, which is an opportunity to become more resilient and spread positivity. I like that. How do you help others, like our listeners, to become the to overcome the fear of failure and embrace it as they learn it, embrace it as a learning opportunity. Okay, so here's a really good example. I don't want, like talking about my W-2 job too much, especially on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because I have my own two businesses too, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm still a W-2 employee. So I am actually going to use this new guy for an example. He has listened to the last episode of the podcast Mm -hmm. and he liked it. Uh, But him and I were talking and I just want to dive straight into your question here. Uh, There's multiple ways that I can help others like our listeners overcome their fear of failure and embracing it as a learning opportunity. For example, my W2 job where I'm currently training a new employee, he has experience in the fiber industry, but does not uh, he's not doing it in this degree that we are. We're building entire networks for uh, Charter Spectrum. Uh, probably shouldn't have said that. Oh, well. Uh, but anyways, he has experience, you know, installing fiber for cell phone towers and mm-hmm. that. And he's struggling with trying to figure out which way the light is coming from, especially when we don't have light out in field. Mm. It can be a task. You got to go based on uh, where your splitters are and your tap locations. Mm. Uh, It is a little bit challenging, but I tried relating that to his previous work. Think of it as the splitter is the cabinet on the bottom of a tower and the tap location is, you know, at the top of the tower, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of relating it to his work, uh, Mm. something he known previously to kind of help him. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's a really good example on how I tend to help other people. Um, especially because I'm basically a mentor at this point for him, uh, teaching him how I do things in the fiber industry. So, okay. So, um, what I hear you saying is like, if you can relate something that you're not familiar with, with something that you are familiar, familiar with, my goodness, you can really learn from it in a way that you wouldn't have expected. Exactly. And I see that you actually did read my notes a little bit there. I like mm-hmm. that, dude. That was actually pretty nice what we did here, too, with our notes. Uh, we changed quite a bit, and I said it on a reel, too. Uh, but, yeah, we're trying to figure out how to make things a little bit smoother for our viewers and listeners. We're trying to get more people involved, and uh, I think we're doing pretty good so far. Okay. Uh, so let's continue on. Uh, this is going to be ad sponsorship. 
Uh, this episode's sponsor is actually EC Beta Solutions, my personal IT business. I'm dedicating a lot of time and some of the uh, marketing, some of the uh, programs that we are using for the podcast, I actually use from the business, EC mm-hmm. Beta Solutions too. Uh, so EC is allowing the podcast to use some of the paid subscriptions that we have. Nice. So that is how my own IT business is kind of sponsoring this episode, guys. So uh, if you haven't heard of us, uh, we're at EC Beta Solutions. It's a mobile computer repair and IT service here in the state of Michigan. Our most recent solution was actually in the Mid-Michigan Hospital, uh, and we upgraded quite a few of their servers and stuff. So Sweet. that's a huge, That's huge, some big stuff. Yes. Man. Wow. I mean, it's amazing uh, to be able to say that. Uh, let's do, uh, there's not really a guest star. If you would like to guest star for this episode, uh, you can go to inspiringyouforsuccess.com. Uh, you will find booking flow on our website or the podcast where you can be a guest star. Uh, as we said before, it doesn't matter what industry, as long as you have some knowledge, we'd be happy to have you, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Even if it's just good times, we're sitting here having a hoot laugh and it does not bother us one yeah. bit. So uh, if you want to be a guest star, so be it. Go on our website and book a appointment with us, guys. Absolutely. That would be that would be really cool. Alrighty, so we're going to continue on to uh, segment four, which is the Q&A exchange part two now. Uh, we're going to develop further into the subject of embracing failure. Yes. So how can embracing failure lead to a more significant achievement in the long run? So embracing your failures lead to a more significant achievement in the long run simply by knowing what you set your mind to, no matter the setback or challenge, you will achieve it. That being said, you will realize that you can do more in-depth goals, which lead to more significant achievements. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So to ask you a question, uh, what advice can you offer our listeners on developing uh, resilience and learning from setbacks? Yes. So if you're bitter about your setbacks, you've already failed. Never be bitter about anything. You need to keep keep positive. I know we, we say that a lot, but it yep. is true. If you're bitter, then you kind of get just stuck because you really do yeah you you, just bitterness creates more bitterness everyone around you becomes bitter no one wants to hang out with you you're not creating opportunities for growth because you know nobody nobody wants to be around somebody who's like oh you know toxic all the time yes resilience is built not just by surviving but thriving in spite of a bad situation you have to again remain positive oh hi there little miss phoebe saying hi guys You haven't seen her since episode one. <laughs> Actually, it would have been episode two. And choosing, you have to choose to look for opportunities in bad situations, and that will build your optimistic mindset and turn anything into leverage that you can utilize to win. I like that. Yes. Yes. For sure. Uh, yeah. Can you provide an example of a setback or failure that initially seemed insurmountable but you overcame it and emerged stronger okay so i've used this 
example plenty of times. Uh, my first reoccurring customer, you know, I almost every episode uh, I say this because that's really where my mindset switched. Um, I was working on her computer, it kept blue screening on me. I sat there, I had to have been five, six hours troubleshooting it, you know, mm-hmm. and I could not figure out what was going on. It was closing time for them. So I had to put my head down and think for a minute. And what happened was I asked them if I could take the computer over the weekend, troubleshoot it, get it back to a Monday. And they were okay with it. Uh, in the long run, I was unable to fix that computer uh, and decided it would be better instead of replacing all the components that needed replaced just to build another computer for them that will last another 15, 20 years because mm-hmm. that computer was about 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were okay with it. And we got that built for them, you know, and they're all happy and they will still to this day say it's their best computer they have in that shop. Nice. And uh, to be honest with you, they showed the receipt over to my number one competitor. My number one competitor looked them in the face and was like, I'm surprised he was able to build that for you at that price range. Well, yeah. And if you, if you have the mindset, it just goes to show that no matter what, there's a solution to every single problem. There is. You, you can only win. You can only win. And that goes to another thing I seen uh, the other day, too. If you had the mindset you can only win, that's all you're going to do. It's just Mm. one. I like that. And I don't know if I posted it. It's essentially what you said, but I've seen that on Facebook, too. Hmm. Uh, So I want to ask you, how do you approach setting new goals after experiencing setbacks? And what adjustments do you make to increase the likelihood of success? So usually when you meet a setback or, or a failure or something, it's pro- it, it, a lot of times I notice it because you set this giant overall goal and you just immediately was like, I'm going for that goal. You have to set small, achievable goals that lead up to your overall goal. You know, um, if, I, if I went into the gym and I just worked out until I pulled a muscle, um, not that I wouldn't work out to my absolute best, no. but you need to pace yourself. You know, you need to take small increments, you know, working out a That's couple times throughout the sets. week. Yes, exactly. There's exactly. sets in between workout routines and, or in your ro- workout routines. There's a rest day. There should be a rest day. Right. Absolutely. One day a week too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And make those goals inviting and rewarding. So, yeah, and this is something that we'll get into a little bit later in one of the books that we're reviewing. Yes. But if you make it inviting and, and, and like rewarding, then you're like, oh, I really want to get this goal. You get that goal. It's, it was inviting and, and, and it was rewarding. Oh, you want to get the next one. You want to get on it sooner. You know, yes. you're, you're achieving it faster. Yes. And, uh, and you're doing, you know, you're doing better each time because if you wait to achieve a goal, like if I achieve one and oh, you know, I wait a week and then I do another one. Everything that I learned from achieving that first goal, I can use to achieve the second one. Yes. And so I'm going to do better at achieving the second one if I, can, if I get right on it. Oh, you know? for sure. Yeah. So uh, what is the most significant piece of advice you would give to our audience about embracing failure and using it as a stepping stone to success? So this is going to be uh, something really significant uh, and almost life-altering 
uh, based on my highlighting here. Uh, the most significant piece of advice that I would give our viewers and listeners about embracing failure is to use it as a stepping stone towards success. Uh, it would not only be not only knowing if someone else can do it, you can do it, but you must be able to flip that switch and change your mindset and set it for a growth mindset. Wow, I like that. I have a, a quote here. Embrace the boundless power of possibility for within every attempt lies the potential for triumphant success. I like that. Who was that by? Do you know? I don't No, I, I wish I did. Okay. So that's by unknown. unknown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the next segment is atomic habits by James clear to give you guys a little rundown of what's going on here in James clears uh, atomic habits the central theme of embracing failure and personal growth is uh intricately woven into the narrative uh the book explores the idea that achieving significant personal and professional growth often hinges on development and maintenance of effective habits uh clear emphasis that failure is in in an inevitable part of the journey towards success and habits play a pivotal role in overcoming obstacles and achieving continuous improvement. Yes. I, I was going to say before we dive last, last week we went through one through three really quick. I can just give our audience a really quick rundown of chapters one through three. Um, just run okay. through it really quick. And then we can go through three through, I believe it's three through seven that we're doing today. Yes, because it's so, the first, second, third, and fourth law. Yes. So small habits or atomic habits can lead to significant change over time. Habits can po- compound interest or self-improvement. They build up gradually as they lead to remarkable results. In chapter two, it looks at how identity shapes your habits. Your habits are a reflection of your identity and self-image. Changing your habits starts to change your beliefs about yourself, which is going to change your habits. And then chapter three is about how to build habits in four simple steps, which this, these actually next chapters go over exactly those specific things, which is first one, the cue, the trigger that initiates the habit, the craving, the desire or motivation to perform the habit, the response, the action or behavior itself, and the reward the positive outcome that reinforces the habit. To build a new habit, make cues obvious, cravings attractive, and the response easy, and the reward satisfying. To break a habit, make the cues invisible, the cravings unattractive, the response is difficult, and the rewards unsatisfying. Beautifully said. So I'm going to kind of summarize the core concepts of each one of these chapters that we're going to cover real quick. So chapter four is over the first law. It highlights the importance of making habits obvious by recognizing the cues that trigger them. Uh, Chapter five is the second law. It focuses on making habits attractive through intermediate rewards and finding pleasure in them. Uh, Chapter six is the third law explores Uh, making habits easy by reducing friction and making good habits effortless. And chapter seven is the fourth law, discussing the significance of making habits satisfying, balancing, inter... Wow. Uh, Immediate and delayed gratification and habit formation. I really like law three. That 
like like exploring the habits by making reducing friction and making them effortless. That yeah. is so such a cool concept because like once you get into a habit and you're it's like effortless. You, you, you don't look, think about it. Yeah, anymore, I know you right? just common nature at that point. You look back at it and you're like, wow, you know, I used to like procrastinate this habit. I used to like dread doing this struggle. Habit. It. And now you're like, you've built to a point to where it's not just self-conscious. Like you just, you enjoy doing, it, you know, yes, for and, sure. And that's like, I've done that with a couple of things. I get up every single day. I take a good 15 minutes just to work out. And, and at first it was something that I struggled with that I, you know, I oh, I really didn't want to do it, and now it's just like oh I I love doing it. You know, it's, yep. it's a it's a habit, it's a routine, it's something that I would suggest everyone to do. Take some time out of your day to do a workout, push yourself to, you know, a good limit, and I mean it, it's just it's awesome because it, it builds self discipline and self discipline in one area will build self discipline in every area. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to see yourself be able to do that. And for anyone who thinks that you can't do it, you absolutely can do it. And forcing yourself to create that habit, that is, that is absolutely part of the process. It really is. Okay. So would you like to dive into your little notes here? See what you got here. I switched mine up a little bit. Okay. So chapter four, making it obvious the first law of behavior change is to make the cues of good habits obvious. You can do this by implementing visual cues, creating an obvious environment, and use habit stacking. Okay, so to summarize a little bit here, identify uh, based habits. Uh, clear stresses the significant are clear stresses the significant of identifying our identity-based habits and their relationship to achieving personal and professional goals. Uh, identifying as someone who embodies the desired habits can be a powerful motivator for personal and professional growth. That's cool. Tell me a little bit more about what what is habit stacking? I'm sure everyone is wondering, what the, what the heck is that? Okay, habit stacking involves uh, building new habits on the foundation of an existing habit by associating new behaviors with established routines, individuals can create a seamless path towards success. Hmm. So kind of like every time that you cook lunch and say, let's say that it's a habit, you cook lunch every day, you do a couple dishes in the sink. Yeah. Something like that. Because uh, um, I was going to say, I, ever since I read this book, cause I love this book, I try, I've tried to do just these little, these little things. Like I'll do five dishes every time I go to the sink. Okay. And then I, you know, I hardly have any dishes in the sink yeah. and it's just like these little small things. They take away so much of the time that you waste because like, if I didn't do that at the end of the week, I'd have a, a sink full of dishes and I'll, oh, you know, I don't want to do these yep. dishes and and then I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm on my phone, you know what I mean? And yeah. but there's no dishes because you've just created a environment where you can utilize one habit to create another habit. It's, exactly. just, it's awesome. I love it. Uh, let's get into consistency and small changes here. The book underscores uh, the importance of consistency and small increment changes. It emphasizes the, that even the smallest action can 
when practiced consistently can lead to more remarkable long-term results. To kind of go into your dishes thing here, uh, if I'm kind of staring off into my living room right now and I see my son's uh, chocolate milk jug sitting there, mm-hmm. uh, trying to teach my son when he's done with his garbage, throw it away. That's less garbage at the end of the week when mom and dad have enough time to actually clean the house mm-hmm. we have to pick up and throw away mm-hmm. and something like reminding him before bed we have the routine before bed that's usually what we'll do we'll pick up all our garbage that we might have throw mm-hmm. it away or something you know uh that's something we're trying to teach to atlas you know um since this is something that so many people deal with What's a way that you could make that certain habit, which is something that's amazing, and I'm sure a lot of people want to do, how can you make it attractive? How can I make it attractive? Uh, for my son, let's say uh, we can, I wanted to do something for my kiddos, and I actually kind of started it. Mm-hmm. Um, so on one of these walls, it's going to say Atlas's goals, right? He's going to have to have three of them for today, mm-hmm. three of them for this week, and three of them for this month. That being said, the three for today might be, uh, today I want to clean my room. Uh, I want to help mom change Atlas's, or Alaska's outfit. Mm-hmm. And the other one would be, um, I want to go an hour without my iPad mm. or something. You know, um, they are, the week might be, um, I don't know. I want 10 hours away from my iPad or 10 hours screen time on my iPad mm-hmm. this week. Um, something along those lines. Just keep setting those goals. Uh, hmm. One of those goals would be uh, this week I want to work on uh, picking up my trash before I go to bed more. You know, something okay. like that. So that's what I'm going to try teaching Atlas. And that's how I plan on doing it is having an actual visual goal sheet mm-hmm. that he every morning can come up with three goals for his day. Mm-hmm. Every week he comes up with his three goals for the week. Mm-hmm. And then every month he'll come up with his three goals for a month. That's okay. his short, mid and long term goals for a month. That's awesome. And you know, for this, this part, I was really excited for this specific part because um, I had something that I thought was really awesome. I wanted to share oh, I consistency like and small changes. Let's say you have a thousand dollars and you invest it in an account with an annual interest of 5%. After one year, you'll have $1,050. The second year, you'll have $1,102.50. I was going to have you guess at how much it was over time. So if if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it, take a while to guess at what you'll have in 10 years. Let's give it a moment real quick. Give it a moment. Get your guesses in right now. YouTube, Facebook comments, whatever it might be. Get your guesses in. We want to know how much you think it's going to be in 10 years. Ready, Jacob? Ready. So in 10 years, it is going to be over one million and six hundred thousand. Oh, and, I was reading that wrong. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Ooh. In twenty years, it's going to be two million and six hundred thousand. Well, over that, and then in thirty years, it's going to be four million three hundred thousand. And to paint that, um, that's a thousand dollars with five percent interest. 
that compounds over 30 years. That is that is insane. That Not is financial insane. advice, but investment <laughs> to your guys' futures, retirements, guys. Habit environment. Ooh, I like this one. Uh, I have I have some I have some backlash, some controversial stuff to say. So whatever. So you 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 go first. Oh, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> uh, so habit environment. Clear discusses how modifying one's environment can significantly influence uh, habit development. Creating an environment conductive to positive habits is crucial for personal growth. Um, for example, uh, environment, toxic people you have around you can make a huge toll on you, huge toll. And I'm to the point in my life where I don't want to deal with anyone's bullshit anymore. I, I as agree. soon as yeah. I start smelling bullshit, I'm sorry, I'm turning the other way. Right. I got bigger, better things to worry about. I agree. I agree. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And I'm going to say BS that you should change your environment. Your mind is the greatest environment that you're in 24 seven. There was a quote that I heard that said, you are stuck in your mind, like throughout your entire life, yep. try to gain their respect. Yep. It's, it's true. You command your mind through self-discipline, earn its respect by keeping your word, following through and doing what you said you're going to do. Feed positive, wholesome, and optimistic thoughts. And as a result, you will not only stop blaming everyone for the failures, for your failures, but you will be able to perform in environments that you won't always be able to change regardless of what you're faced with. I like that. I like that. Because, I mean, so many people are like, oh, my environment, it's just so so this, and my environment, so that... And then you change see, your mindset. And yes, you see that environment see differently. Every single person, like like, let's take David Goggins for example. Did he okay. change his environment? You know, you know, when he was going through that SEAL training, could he change no. the? No, he had to change his mind. He had to change himself to become a resilient and motivated like person to deal with his environment. I like it's that. your environment, it's true. especially bad environments that encourage you to grow and to become a person that copes with it like I, there's a um an analogy of somebody you're you don't oh, out you don't heal from your wounds you outgrow them yes and and i think that's really true because sometimes i've heard that yeah and with, it is with your environment you don't you can't change your environment you grow stronger than it for another example scars they're always going to be there mm -hmm. the wound healed though but right. you're always going to have those scars. Right. Absolutely. You forget those scars are there uh -huh. until you look down at them and revisit them. Right. Oh, yeah. So takeaways for goal setting. Uh, applying the book's concept to goal setting and personal growth involves recognizing that habits are building blocks for success. By aligning one identity with desired habits, implementing habit stacking Maintaining consistency and optimizing habit environment, individuals can effectively pursue their goals. Furthermore, it is essential to understand that failure, rather than being a setback, becomes a valuable stepping stone towards success. Adversity provides crucial lessons and insights that guide you continuously improving. 
uh, embrace the perspective on failure as a fundamental aspect of CLEAR's message, allowing individuals to turn challenges into opportunities for growth and achievement. You know, there's um, a thing that I thought of while you were you were saying that there's a guy who, and uh, I wish I could tell you the name of the guy, but every time somebody would come to him and say, I'm dealing with this or I'm dealing with that, and it was some struggle or, or downfall or, or failure, he would say, good, yeah. good. You needed that. You needed that to grow. You needed that to overcome mm -hmm. something even worse that's going to happen to you in your life. Uh, and, and I think it's really having that and starting with that perspective of, hey, this might suck, but it's going to help me to become something stronger in the future. Yes. That starts like then you, you stop looking at it as all oh, this sucks. You're like, I'm going to push through this and I'm going to be more resilient from it. Yep. You know, I, I, I just think that it's. It's something that people don't think a lot about and could really use in their lives. I, I agree with that. So now what we are going to do is we're going to do something a little bit different here. Um, I'm going to, I don't know how we're going to do this without our mics. I was going to say, I can pull it right up on my phone. Throw uh, it up here. and Yeah. Um, I'm not going to screen record it. We'll just do audio and kind of get our reactions as we're listening to this. Uh, so this is going to be, we're not doing the food for thought. Um, if you haven't noticed, it is one o'clock in the morning. Almost two. Almost two, actually. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, we were unable to run to Walmart and do our food for thought today. Uh, I had a setback this weekend. I happened to turn into my parents and my steering shaft ripped out of my steering column. Uh, nothing drastic happened. And uh, I had my family in the car. Thankfully, it happened just as I pulled in the driveway. And it is a recall on the car that I did not know that was there. Wow. Uh, but we want to hop into something a little bit different. Uh, we went to Goalcast. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, they are really inspirational. They give you more celebrities, like stories and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to listen to the top five speeches, uh, motivation if you fail, basically. So let's crank this up and hopefully our audio amongst us both kind of catch it. And oh, you then know what? I can take it right off and put it right in there. I don't want to do that though. So no. it doesn't start clipping. I do know I checked on it when we were beforehand mm -hmm. and it was actually getting the audio pretty good through our mic. Okay. So, so we'll pause the comment. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, that'll, okay. That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. That way we're not talking over that audio. Okay. Here we go. Top five speeches. Mr. Will Smith. You know, it's always a little bit frustrating to me when, when people have a negative relationship with failure. Failure is a massive part of being able to be successful. You have to get comfortable with failure. You have, you have to actually seek failure. Failure is where all of the lessons are. You know, when you go to the gym and you work out, you're actually seeking failure. You want to take your muscles to the point where you get to failure because that's where the, the adaptation is. That's where growth is. Okay, I want to stop this already because it's all true. Um, when you think about it, uh, he said, uh, when you go to the gym, you mm -hmm. want to take your muscles to 
you know, failure. For you guys that don't know, when you're working out your muscles, the reason why they're sore is because they're actually tearing a little bit every mm -hmm. time you work out. And they heal, and that's how they bulk up is that uh, health over the time. Right, yeah. Them uh, healing every time they heal, that creates more muscle fibers. And yes. that's why you get stronger and stronger. You would be able to go into that a little bit more, I feel. A lot, they fail a whole lot more than they succeed, but they extract the lessons from the failure and they use that energy and they use the wisdom to come around to the next phase of success. You gotta Agreed. take a shot, you have to live at the edge of your capabilities, you gotta oh, like live that. where you're almost certain you're gonna fail. That's the reason for practice. Practice is controlled failure. You're getting to your limit, getting to your limit, getting to your limit. You can't lift that, you can't do that you, until you get to the point that all of a sudden your body makes the adjustment and then you can do it. Failure uh, actually helps you to recognize the areas where you need to evolve. So fail early, fail often, fail forward. Quite honestly, that is entirely what this podcast has been. Yeah. Practice, absolutely. practice, practice till we got our niche down, till we got our structure down. Mm -hmm. And now we're just propelling forward from there. Yeah, I like how he said um, um, practice is controlled failure. It, and it really, truly is. It really, truly is. You think about it. Um, what is... Uh, when you're doing a science project, you have to, oh, I'm horrible at science, but you got, you know, your start, middle, and end, you know, what is it called? The hypothesis. Hypothesis, what you, think is, you test your theory. Yep. And then um, um, you, well, you kind of test your theory and then continue testing until you've kind of like confirmed. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was just kind of trying to get at there. Uh-huh. Um, let's continue on. All right. This is uh, Jay, Jay Shetty. Love Jay Shetty. Me too. You can't change your career at 35. You should have had it figured out by then. Oh my God, you're not married at 38? What the hell are you doing with your life? Oh, Who comes this. up with this stuff? I have no idea. But this stuff plagues so many people that I speak to. So many people open up to me and say, Jay, I just don't know how to change. Is it possible? What do you think this guy was before he became who he is? He used to be a PE teacher, right? Who's that guy? Oh, I don't know who it was. He's the, for anyone out there, he's the Jack, uh, uh, human. I mean, uh, oh my goodness. Hugh Jackman. I said ah. it backwards. The actor for Wolverine, if anyone uh, who doesn't know who that is. Sports teacher at a high school. How about her? Oh, we know who that is. Jennifer Anderson. Okay, I was going to say that, but I wasn't 100% sure. I didn't want to sound stupid. Yeah. She was a telemarketer for two weeks. How about her? I don't know who that is. Ah. Oh. Angelina. Jolie. Jolie, I think that's... I think okay, that's... it might be her. She applied to be a funeral director. Incredible. Hmm. What happens in society is that we're clouded by the noise. The noise of family expectations. The noise of our parents. The noise of our brothers and sisters' expectations. I grew up in a family where you could either be a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. 
right? Those were my three options. Hmm. Anything else would just count me as a failure. I would have failed. So basically I failed, right? I'm standing up here in front of you all as a failure. I lived as a monk for three years. I committed career suicide. Hmm. I turned down two amazing corporate job offers when I graduated from business school. I shaved my hair, I wore robes, and lived out of the chin locker for three years. And I did that because I thought I was going to do something meaningful, help impact the world. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. But more than becoming a monk, what that trained me to do was drop out of the rules. People told me, if you come back in three years, you'll never get a job. They told me, if you become a monk, people are going to think you're weird forever. No girl's ever going to talk to you. People told me, they were, like, they were like, well, when you come back to real life, like, will you even be able to talk English? And people were just really weirded out. It's like, okay, I think of course you English. will. And there was so much different noise that I was hearing when I made that decision. And the funny thing is, from having not been a monk for four years now, I'm in one of the most incredible periods of my life that I could ever have asked for. And so much of that is based on the fact that I decided to do something different. You know, it's interesting how people think that you should immediately train for all these external physical things and not immediately target the root of everything that everything stems from, your mind. That's what the monks go for, is their mind. I'm still stuck on the fact that he said, in my family, you could either be a doctor or a lawyer or a failure. Those Mm -hmm. are the three options. And I bet he's making more money standing there doing that speech. He's a millionaire, yeah. Then yeah. his sibling that just got done doing a brain operation or something. Right? Oh, yeah. Hands I down. I am sure of it. Hands down. Let's continue on here. Who's next? So many of the times oh. our expectations are driving us in a certain scenario. We focus so much on life and what we want to be as opposed to who we want. Mm-hmm. Because we've always been told that life and jobs and careers are like boxes and containers. There's only a finite number of options. There is no formula, there is no pattern. Do you know what you're passionate about? Do you know what you're good at? And you invest in that. People say, follow your passions. I say, forget that, invest in your passions. If you're passionate about something, go and become the best at it. Go and do a course on it. Go and learn from the best. Go and find a mentor who's gonna make you incredible at that trade. Not only will you be criticized and grow, you'll be able to find new things about yourself that you never knew. Don't trade who you are for who you think the world needs. Because the world needs you to be you. And I mean that. Wow, like that. The world needs you to be you. Who you are, My mom cried. I cried. I was like, how stupid could I be? There was a guy who called me up. He sold me on this idea. Maybe you need a website. And I said, well, that's maybe I don't need a website. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. So, and I was dying enough to believe, believe in it. And he said, oh, he would say, oh, we need some programming stuff. Okay, I didn't know anything about it. We need more money. Long story short, back and forth, back and forth, I would sink in more and more money into the ventures, believing they were almost, almost done. I would put money into it. I thought I would, I would be successful overnight. I thought this is going to, I'm going to make it. So before you knew it, I, about a year's time from borrowing money from friends and family, all my mom's face savings of authority K accumulates about $150,000. And then one day, I said, you know what, screw this, I want my money back. Next day, it disappeared. Moved. You know, um, I think we talked about this before. When you chase something, like you want to, to make money now, you want to be successful right now, yeah. it's never going to work. You need to build. You need to... Yeah. Compound com- it. Yes, yes. If anything that comes quickly, you don't value it. Yes. 
mom cried, I cried. I was like, how stupid could I be? But I had no one to blame because I was always trying to search for a shortcut. I thought I could rely on this person and I would be successful overnight. I failed at 13 businesses and everything I touched, it just turns into chaos. It cost me so dearly when I don't know what I was doing. It turned me into this fanatic, obsessive student. From then on, I'm obsessed about learning because of that incident. One time I was attending a workshop, sitting in the back of the, 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 the hotel room, and sitting next to me was a gentleman called Alan Jax. I love your work. Um, at the end, I asked him if I can work for him, if I can learn from him. He said, okay, fine, what do you want? I said, I just want to learn. And he took me on, he let me work for him. Gave me an opportunity to work on some of the marketing. And I would write a letter and I would give it to him. He looked at it. He said, it'll crumble your decision. He'll throw it away. He said, do it again. Fine. Where you wrote the whole thing, take it to him second time. you look at this, you'll come with this. I said, it cannot be. He said, this is the best work that I could produce. He said, he said you can do better than that. Go back, write again, third time try my very best, analyze every single word of my communication. Bring it to him, he looked at it for a little bit longer this time. Crumble this is So I'm not gonna do it again, I said do it again. Fine. That happened seven times. By the seventh time, this time it's like a, almost like a month later. He looked at it, he looked at it, finally said this. It's okay. I said, oh, finally, it's okay. He said, you know what, Dan? Let me tell you something. Actually, your first draft, it was okay. But he said, what if I just share with you? You thought this is your limit. This is a good, as good as you could get. I tell you, I challenge you, and you outdo yourself, and you outdo yourself, and you outdo yourself, and this is seventh draft. Now this, this is good work. So whatever you think the limit that you have, it's not your limit. You could do so much more. You might not like it. All depends on how you interpret it. But you will look back and the worst thing would turn out to be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Wow. That's Yeah, that that's was, incredible. That was really powerful, that one. Um I don't want to go too much further into this. Uh, this is only halfway through the video. Uh, we're going to kind of stop this video here. If you would like to continue uh, where we are, uh, it's the top five, or wow, top five speeches to overcome any failure, motivation to get back up by Goldcast. Uh, so we're going to continue on our notes again here uh, just because it is late. Um, <laughs> let's go here, um, segment seven here, which would be the resilient toolkit, building strength from failure. I'm going way too far for you. Here so we go. Worth, there we go. All right. Awesome. 
So this segment is dedicated to exploring practical strategies for building resilience and strength in facing failures and setbacks. We develop into specific tools and techniques that individuals can employ to uh, effectively navigate through our navigate and learn from life's challenges. Jacob, would you like to hop in here? Yes. So, um, the first part is discuss the importance of seeing failures as valuable learning opportunities and share ways that you can shift your mindset. Um, I like how this brings up a, a point that, uh, failure requires a mindset shift. If you fail at something like this, this guy that we, we were just watching the video, he, he, he thought he failed, right? He thought he did his best. Mm-hmm. Each time he had to come from, from a different angle. He analyzed every single word. You know, I don't know if that was a second or third draft, but he... He had seven, he said. Seven. Well, I mean, the, when he said that yeah. uh, he analyzed every word, um, that just showed that every time he had to redo the thing, he was just took it from just a little bit more of a different angle. He changed his mindset and it became better and better and better and yes. better. And that, I just think that's, that's, that's incredible. You have to adapt to solve a problem and it all starts with your mind. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So to add on a little bit, growth and resilience, viewing failure as opportunities for growth, build resilience. Instead of being discouraged, individuals learn to adapt develop the skills needed to overcome similar challenges in the future. Uh, two, uh, innovation. Many groundbreaking innovations and it, ooh, excuse me, inventions have arised from repeatedly failures, are repeated failures. Uh, inventors and entrepreneurs often face setbacks, uh, but their ability to see these setbacks and learn and experiences ultimately lead to their success. Uh, Three, improved decision-making. Failure provides insights into what doesn't work, uh, helping individuals make better decisions in the future. It is a crucial part of decision-making process and can lead to more informed choices. Hmm. Okay. Um, So the next point is adaptability and flexibility. Okay. And let's say you were walking, imagine you're walking through the woods and you encounter, encounter like a thick patch of woods or there's like a single tree that's it's blocking the path. You can go over it, you can go around it, you can find a way through it. In the end, you're still going to reach the same destination. Yeah. You're still going to get to that same, like no matter, no matter how you have to overcome something, you go for it, figure it out, you're going to come to the same destination, but this can lead to better outcomes because let's say that there's a thick patch of woods and you go around it and because you went around it, you found like this apple tree or something that, mm-hmm. you know, was really cool that you wouldn't have found had you just stopped and turned back, you know, yeah, for there's, sure. There's so many things that people don't realize happens when you have a failure and you go for it and you figure it out, you create learning avenues that you didn't have before that you can use for the next failure. You can use for the next one. And yep. it's just like, like we keep saying, it, keep, it just compounds. It just, you just get better. So you kind of went ahead on me a little bit here. Um, I want to talk about a couple uh, mind shifts here, illustrating a couple of mind shifts. Thomas Edison and the light bulb. Edison famously said, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that it would not work. While working on the light bulb, Hughes 
persistence and ability to learn from each failure led to the most transformational uh, invention in history. I mean, everyone has lights up in their house. Uh, Let's talk about the Dyson vacuum cleaner. I thought this Mm. was the most interesting one here. Okay. Uh, Sir James Dyson went through over 5,000 failed prototypes before creating a successful vacuum cleaner. Wow. Yeah. Each failure taught him something new leading to the invention or innovation of bagless vacuum that we know today. Hmm. Uh, Michael Jordan, basketball success. Michael Jordan, widely regarded as one of the greatest basketball players in history, famously said, I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games 26 times. I have been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Wow. So, uh, kind of skip ahead now. You uh, were talking about adaptability and flexibility. Adaptability and flexibility when facing setbacks enable individuals to adjust their strategies, find creative solutions, and lead towards better outcomes. Hmm. Uh, so, goal assessment and refinement. Uh, after a failure recesses and refrain goals by uh, reflecting on a failure, reevaluating the objectives, setting realistic expectations, breaking down complex goals, and seeking feedback uh, is really good ways to reassess your goals and refine them. Another thing would be to modify in strategies, uh, setting deadlines, monitoring power progress and staying adaptable uh these are all practical steps are steps uh that create our create failure analysis defining specific outcomes seeking expert advice developing an action plan leverage your network stay committed measure progress celebrate milestones and adjust as needed i like that so basically what I got, just gave you guys is a couple examples on how you can reassess and refine your goals. Uh, perseverance and resilience building is the next segment. If you would like to take it from yes. here, Jacob, give you the mouth there. You have to understand that setbacks happen to everyone. It's normal part of the journey. Um, perseverance. I kind of on the wrong zip, spot. Yeah. We skipped a spot. No, I actually nope. covered that spot. You went more in depth into it, but I'm trying to kind of roll things on. This is where we are here, though. Mm. Every, every negative thing can be turned into a positive thing. You don't just survive. You need to be able to thrive. Yep. And how you do that is by building resilience. Well, Miss Phoebe, you know you're not you're gonna You're going to help me, aren't you? You need to obviously look for the good, create good in bad situations. I think yes. this is really important because um, sometimes, you know how a lot of people will be like, well, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this trial or this, this, this bad thing happening to me? Create a purpose for it. And I, I know that sometimes that's difficult to do, but 
if you can create a purpose for why something is happening to you, you you, you know you make sense of it, and yeah. that can help you to overcome it. Yes, um, creating purpose for bad things. Take care of yourself and your mind. I couldn't stress this one enough. When you want to create, when you want to be resilient, but let's say that you're constantly eating junk food, you feel her- terrible. A uh, 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 bad health. For your body is a bad health for your mind. Yep. Take care of yourself. Eat good. Go to the gym. Work out. You know, be healthy both in your body, and that will encourage you to be healthy in your mind because you're going to be taking and doing things that are healthy for your mind by doing things that are healthy for your your body. Yep. And then surround yourself with like-minded people. This goes back to one thing that you, we were talking about earlier: how you're like, oh, I really don't want to deal with toxic people anymore. Yeah. It. I totally agree. As much as I went off on a tangent, then about changing your mindset, you do have to surround yourself with like-minded people because you only, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You only grow by surrounding yourself with people who have something that you want. There's a quote that said, um, I'm not going to take advice from people who don't have what I want. Yes. you know, And I think that that's really important because people who do have what you want, befriend them and they're only going to help you in the process of getting that same thing. Yep. So I, I think that is some... Some ways that you can build build resilience and make some progression in the idea of y- utilizing failure. So basically, you need to maintain a growth mindset, uh, embrace challenges as opportunities to learn and grow, uh, set clear goals, define your objective, and create a plan to achieve them. Practice positive self-talk, replacing self-doubt with self-encouragement. That is a huge thing there. Mm. Uh, Build a support network. Lean on friends, families, or mentors for guidance and encouragement. We kind of do that for each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adaptability. Be flexible and open to change. Mm -hmm. And embrace failure. See setbacks as learning experiences. Um, Amen. We're going to go to self-reflection and self-companionship. Self-reflection is key for extracting lessons from setbacks. Self-companionship is vital for emotional well-being and resilience. Would you like to go a little more in-depth with that? A little bit, yes. Stress, the... Oh, that's not my note. There's my note. So when it comes to self-reflection and companionship... um, you have to interview yourself daily. Yep. I love this. A friend of mine told me this that I used to work with. He's like, you have to have an interview with yourself. And this means well, like for everything. Um, you're, you're, you're talking like where you're doing good, where you're doing bad. Yes. Just interview yourself and find out because when you're honest with yourself, then you're able to change. So many people, they're, they're in denial that they need to change. They're in denial that they're not you know, doing something wrong or they're yep. in denial that they're even about uh, that they're they're failing at something, you know? Um, so have that interview with yourself. Recognize when you're doing something wrong. Recognize when you're doing something right and be proud of yourself for it. Um, and be kind to yourself like and that. others. I have a, be kind to yourself as you are to others for in the wellspring of self-companion, of self-companion, compassion, lies the true essence of resilience and growth. 
Yeah, I said that wrong, too. Uh, for examples of successful resilience, uh, real-life examples would be like Thomas Edison, Oprah Winfrey, uh, show common traits of persistent adaptability resilience after significant failures. Hmm. One that I had was Elon Musk. Oh. I, I, I just like Elon Musk. Yeah. So I had to put this in here. But uh, he faced multiple... Um, business setbacks, including yeah. nearly bankruptcy of SpaceX and Tesla. Yes. And every time he found a way out. Yep, he did. Every time. Uh, building uh, resilience uh, practices here. Uh, listeners can enhance resilience through daily routines by practicing mindfulness, journaling about setbacks and lessons learned, and setting achievable daily goals. Mm. I was talking about doing that with Atlas earlier. Mm-hmm. Go to the gym. Yes, just saying. Going to the gym. Go to the gym. Uh, final thoughts and takeaways here. Resilience is a vital and are vital in embracing failure. Practice our practical exercises like mindfulness and journaling aid in building resilience and viewing failure as a step towards success. Here, hmm. I think uh, until. Until you can learn and try and absolutely fail, you can't learn to win because winning will always involve failure. Fail as many times as you can while trying to reach your goals, but don't make the same mistake over because you will repeat that mistake until you've learned what it has to teach you. So we're here uh, coming up to our closing thoughts here. You kind of started that a little bit here. Uh, so to recap some of the key insights, we covered a range of insights throughout the episode. Embracing failure is a crucial element in personal and professional growth. Uh, failures are valuable learning experiences or opportunities that lead towards success. Uh, segment highlights. In segment one, we introduced the episode emphasizing the importance of setbacks as stepping stones towards success. Uh, segment two, our Q&A exchange explored personal experiences with failure and how to turn them into successes. Uh, segment three was sponsored by our one and only uh, EC Beta Solutions, my IT business. Uh, we create our, we discuss about how our IT and problem solving related to personal growth, hopefully. Um, here at segment four, we continued our Q&A and we dived deeper into the topic about embracing failure. Segment five, we went over the, our, we went over the core concepts of atomic habits, uh, chapter, what was it, four through seven? Yes. Uh, law one, two, three, and four there. Uh, segment six, we went to Goalcast and found a video. I don't have it pulled up, but we have uh, we have mentioned the name in Goalcast was, uh, quite a few times. So five I inspirational really uh, speeches on uh, failure. Yep. Okay. There it is. Yep. Uh, so hopefully no com- copyright infringements there. I was going to say, I yeah, was thinking so that we're quoting them uh, quite a bit here. So we made sure to mention it's from Goalcast. It ain't our content. And it was Will Smith, a uh, couple other guys, uh, here, uh, segment seg- seven was the resilient toolkit. Uh, we provided practical strategies for building strength from failure. 
Um, was there anything you wanted to get into before we kind of went into our personal uh, insights here? Yes. Well, I, I was going to say this is kind of my personal insights, to okay. be honest. Yep. But you'll be smarter for trying and failing than not trying at all. And as a result, not learn. Yep. You need to try. You need to fail as much as, as some people don't want to see it. You need to fail. Yep. You need to get out there because if you don't try, you won't fail. If you don't fail, you won't learn. Yep. So you, you need to you need to do that. It's a constant um, loop. You should want to have times that you fail because if you just win right away, you won't learn and what you need to know to maintain what you've built. Like if I if I just win right away, um, a lot of people this is this is what happens to lottery winners. A lot of lottery mm-hmm. winners, they immediately just blow their money. Yeah. And they're left with nothing. But people who have slowly built over time a ton of money are super good with maintaining it because they've learned how to along the way. You wanna know something I found out? Everyone knows Mr. Beast, right? When yeah. he gives away, you know, a million dollars, whoever that contestant was he actually sits them down in front of a financial advisor and sets up a portfolio for them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's just another thing. Mr. Beast, he's a cool guy. I love his channel. Uh, and that's something like he just handed someone a million dollars. He wants you to keep that million dollars. Right. He doesn't want you to just blow it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, my final message is here, uh, personal insights, our discussion have reminded us that the power of growth mindset and the importance of persistence through challenges. And we've also seen how embracing setbacks as opportunities for growth can lead to more remarkable achievements. Uh, final message for our viewers and listeners is embracing failure is not a sign of weakness, but a testament to your resilience. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, apply what you've learned from this week's episode to face setbacks with courage and determination. Mm. So we are at the very end of this episode. Again, we would like to thank our uh, listeners and viewers. We would like to thank the people that commented on our post. Uh, give us a little bit more content for this. Uh, Max, Jennifer, Alex- Alexa. Alexa. Alexis or Alexa? Alexis. Sorry, I don't have you guys' names pulled up. I'm trying to list you off the top of my started head. Started with an A. Yes, it started with an A. I appreciate all of you for your comments. Uh, uh, if you happen to listen to the podcast, why don't you hit the heart button or even on the post say, hey, I listen to the podcast, you know. Uh, anyways, we appreciate everyone. Uh, there's plenty of ways that you guys can get involved with us, whether it be Facebook, uh, our website. Uh, another thing about the website, if you guys like the podcast, I actually developed an entire program that goes over everything that I've learned personally in my journey towards my own successes in this 14-day program that I am going to launch for January 1st through January 14th Hmm. is the plan. And it's on the website there, inspiringyouforsuccess.com. It's called the Ignite Your Success Journey Program. And cool. it's fourteen ninety nine. Uh, 
There's a couple different payment methods. You can cut that in half on and pay over a course of a couple weeks there. We try making it a little bit easier for everyone else. Um, and definitely check it out. There's a whole section for it. And I believe it's there to help you guys, not just myself. Anyways, let's close her off here, Jacob. All right. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you guys for joining us on this journey of embracing failure and learning from setbacks. Your success story begins with the wisdom you've gained today. I want to say you guys stay inspired. Love you guys. Take action. Think about everything that you heard. Write it down. Journal it. And do something with it. You know, don't just yep. don't just listen to it and let it go in one ear and out the other. No. Do something about it. Yes, for sure. As we conclude another insightful episode of Inspiring You for Success, we hope you've gleaned wisdom and inspiration to fuel your journey toward personal and professional growth. The world of AI and technology is a vast landscape of possibilities, and we're here to explore it with you. If you found value in our discussions, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Share this podcast with those who share your aspirations, for together, we can uplift and inspire. Join us in our next episode as we delve deeper into the realms of personal development and success, guided by the ever-expanding horizons of AI technology. Until then, remember that with AI, your journey transforms into an odyssey of possibilities. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and let's continue unlocking that extraordinary potential within you.